welcome to Awakened with Victoria Bond. I'm your host, Victoria, and I am absolutely honored to bring you this podcast where we will be getting raw, real, turning our consciousness, removing the old energies that do not align, and turning up our capacities as human beings and spiritual beings. I will be bringing you mediumship. I will be bringing you channels. I will be bringing you points of view that will shift your perspective and realign your body, your mind, and your soul. Enjoy this ride. This comes from my heart to yours. And know that while you're listening to this, indeed, you are helping to create this. Enjoy the ride, and I'll see you inside. The truth about money. Money is literally one of my favorite topics. It's in the top two. Spirit and money are my favorite topics. Why? Because there is so much polarity around money. There is so many people that are loving money, but they are also hating money at the same time. And I know personally, I am a reformed hater of money. I had the most toxic relationship when it came to money. But at the same time, I loved it and I wanted it to come close to me, to have experiences with me. And then I would throw it away just like a bad relationship. As soon as life started to get a bit tough and I wanted something to blame, I blamed money and I would throw it away and I would spend it on all sorts of junk just to get it out of my sight, out of my bank account, because what was the point of holding on to it? It was going to leave me anyway. So money is literally like a relationship. It it is literally like a relationship and the type of relationship you have is up to you. And I always compare money and relationships. It is totally crazy, but this is how I perceive it. And at the end of the day, like if you're going to treat your lover like a piece of shit, like you don't want them around, like they're good for nothing, the minute that your life starts going belly up or you're having a mood and you literally ooze it all out and dump it onto them, they're not going to stay around for long. And this is what society has done and what we've done as individuals, a part of that collective energy. We have done this about money and it's time that we stop. Okay. So, so many people create programs about getting more money. They have got strategy programs. They've got programs on, you know, everything to do with how to get more. That like, this isn't even just about like the online space, that the whole world is based on how you can get more money. And you can see it's like a bit of a drug, right? It's like this toxic thing where it's like, you know, we're having the pain come up of the money left me and, you know, I don't want too much of it because if I have too much of it, people are going to leave me and money has created so much pain in so many people's lives. So I don't want it, but I have to have it because it's a necessity. And then there's this dream, this American dream, right? This dream of if I have money, my life 
life will get better because I see those people with the money and they don't seem to have to stress about the money. I want that, but I don't want that because I don't like them because they are so different to me and I can't actually resonate with them because I don't know what it's like to have money or it could be the opposite where it's like I've had money and crap happened during the time I had the money, so it must be the money's fault. So we are in a world of sales, okay? And it's not a bad thing. It's not even a good thing. It just determines on what you perceive about the money, right? So the pain that is brought up, like I just mentioned, with money is used to manipulate, and it's also used to sell the pain pleasure model right? Every salesperson knows about this. You want this. It's the carrot, right? You want the money. Come and get it. I can show you how to get it. You get into the program or you buy the whatever, or you buy the TV ad, you know, you're like, oh, I want that thing. I want that thing. I want that thing. Once I get that car or that house or that heating or, or that exercise machine or that bra or, you know, those shoes or whatever, I will be happy because you've been sold a dream and it's always connected to money. So yes, you have been manipulated, but you haven't been manipulated by money. You've been manipulated by humans. We are allowing ourselves to be manipulated by using the pain and the pleasure model to really buy, in a sense, happiness. And then the problem with that is because it's ego-based, because it's not necessarily real, because the pain and the pleasure is it's like a drug. It's just like dangling that carrot. Like I said, it's like saying to a child, don't eat the lolly that's sitting there. I'll come back soon. Don't eat the lolly. They're going to eat it, right? It's, It's like literally a manipulation. But of course, we're doing it for the pleasure. But the pleasure, because it is ego-based, is very short-lived. So you can get the house. You can get the wedding with the the, the bells and the whistles. You can, um, you know, you can get the clothes, the latest sunglasses or whatever it is, because money does buy a lot of things, right? You can get all those things. But then it only makes you happy for like five minutes because it's the drug. Yes, I just got my hit. Yes, I just got my hit. Go out and spend money and it feels good. Yes, I got my hit. Oh, it left me again. It's the pain, pleasure, pain, pleasure. Just like an addict. I will never get rid of all my money again like that. I swear I'll hold on to it. One day I'll be able to hold on to money. When I make more money, I will be able to save money. When I get some money, I can travel. When I get some money, one day when I get the money, one day when the universe gives me the money. But it's not true. It's one big illusion because you get the pay rise or you give up something. So maybe you give up smoking, right? Um, If we've got people in my generation when we used to smoke, you give up smoking and you go, I'm going to have like an extra 30, 40, 50. I think it's more like 70, $80 now um, a week. Oh my God, I'm going to have so much more money because I've given up cigarettes or alcohol, or maybe going out for lunch, or maybe you've given up something that you spent a lot of money on. And we all know that unless you consciously put that money aside, the money disappears. 
because it's not to do with the money. It's to do with your mindset. It's to do with your relationship. What goes in to a relationship grows, right? You've got to really, really feed that relationship. You've got to clean it up. If you fight with your partner, you have to clean it up and go, hey, I'm sorry, I was out of line there or I overreacted or can we work this out, yada, yada, yada. You've got to do exactly the same thing with money, but you've been taught to ignore it. And, you know, I was writing down some notes and we've got like money is dirty, right? Money is dirty. We're talking about like the pain of money right now. Okay. So we're going to talk about the pleasure soon, but money is dirty. Don't put that in your mouth, Bobby. It's dirty. You don't know where it's been. Money is dirtier than a toilet seat. Oh my God. I've heard that so many times. I don't, my dad must have said that. Don't put that in your mouth. It's dirtier than a toilet seat. So you go to pick up money, you know, yuck, yuck. Don't put it in your mouth. (laughs) No. As soon as your child goes to put money in the mouth, it's one of the first things they do. No, you're not even worried about them choking. You're worried about them like getting some terrible disease because it's dirtier than a toilet seat. So it's like having a lover. If you looked at your lover and you're like, you're dirty. You know, you're not going to want to touch them. You're not going to want to make love to them. You're not going to want to seduce them or spend any time with them because you're like, oh, gross. I've got the ick. I got the ick, man. Like, so when, where do we get the ick about money? We probably got the ick about money when we were told it's the root of all evil. We might have got the ick then. Oh, yuck. I don't want that in my life. It's the root of all evil. How the fuck is money the root of all evil? That is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. Maybe you're playing with evil. Maybe you've got people around you who are in their lower expressions of their ego. But how does money, when it does so much good for us, how is that the root of all evil? It doesn't make any sense. That there was a bitter person who had a toxic relationship with money, who told somebody, who told somebody else, who told somebody else, maybe it was like, it was probably before TV ads, I reckon. Um, And what happened was, yeah, it spread like wildfire. Yes, let's hate money. Money's a root of all evil because it is creating families to break up. It is creating separation. Money is creating separation. It doesn't create happiness. It creates pain. Okay, then. Have you ever considered it's the human beings and their mistaken beliefs, their limited perspectives that have actually created that? It's so interesting. And even when I speak about this, it blows my mind because it helps me shift my money mindset because it's not just ingrained from what mum and dad or, you know, the TV said or everyone, everyone said energetically about money. It's not just about that. It's about the our ancestors as well, the energies that have come down those lines into the DNA that we have adopted as our own, where they may not be relevant anymore. 
And the reason why I'm having this conversation with you is because we can no longer function from a 3D reality about how to make money. The harder you work, the more money you will get. That is true if you believe it to be true. If you are functioning from the 3D paradigm where what you see is true, what you see is true and nothing else. Okay, but we're no longer going to be functioning, especially after 2027. We're no longer going to be functioning from this limited viewpoint. This is not to diss our ancestors because our ancestors were exactly where they were at, according to the consciousness that we were holding here on planet Earth. And we are now shifting. We have people waking up all the time. So I'm inviting you to wake up to your money magic, wake up to what the truth is about money. If you don't have any, it is not the bank's fault. It is not the supermarket's fault. It's not the school's fault. Schools are so expensive these days to have children. It's so expensive. No, but you're you're choosing to spend all your money on all of those things. And somewhere you forgot that you get to multiply money with your mind and create it whenever the fuck you want to create it. But you're so programmed to think you have to work hard for money. You're so programmed to think that, you know, having enough, not taking too much, just like the dinner table at night, you know, you got, I'm from a big family. So there's always seven of us. So it was kind of like, don't eat too much. Get your one piece of meat. Get two potatoes. We've got another five people to go. Where are we doing that with money? Where do we have a limitation where a point of view that's limited where we think that we can't take too much? I was talking to a client yesterday and she said to me, I've just had my first 10K cash month, Victoria. I'm so freaking excited. And we were like, yeah, we're like celebrating. We're like, yes, yes, yes. This is who you are. Finally, that 3D kind of caught up to where you're already at. And she said, but I'm really scared. Why are you scared? She goes, because if I admit on social media that I've had a $10,000 cash month, people might think that I've got enough money and they won't want to pay me. I said, sweetheart, $10,000 is not enough. It's not enough. It is not enough. You need a couple more zeros on the end of there, right? Like, come on, money creates money. And she's like, I know, it's just this weird belief. And I was like, well, who does that actually belong to? Because the truth here is it ain't yours. And in the human design, she has the money line, right? So she's here to make money. She's here to make it. So, of course, she's going to feel the external, the collective energy, because we're all empathic. And she's going to go, oh, God, when I talk about it, I'm going to be like creating havoc. And I'm like, you go create that havoc, girlfriend. Because someone has to shake up this, this insanity, this insanity where money is to blame. You know what? Like we've been told the banks are good people. They help us get what we want, but no, they don't. They just tie you into a contract where you got to pay them for the rest of your fucking life. They take your money, right? 
<laughs> so we get to utilize the resources that we have. So whether it's the banks, whether it's the money that we have, where we invest it, where we create more, we get to work less and make more if that's what we are choosing. But if we are sticking to these interesting points of views that money doesn't, money breaks up families, um, money creates separation, money doesn't create happiness, it's the root of all evil, money is dirty, dirty money. You know, we always hear of old money and new money. And, and it's interesting because the old money, people seem quite comfortable in it. The new money, oh, they don't know what to do with that. Oh, she's going to blow it. She's going she's gonna to throw it away. Right. So that there's conditioning of what they've experienced. So it's kind of interesting when we look at the different like psychology when it comes to money. So they're all expressions of the ego, of course, and the ego is not a bad thing. Um, we've been told it is like, oh, we have to have an ego death. We have to get rid of the ego. It's like, well, actually. Ego has really served us. And so of those times when we've been in poverty and scarcity, and so of those times when we've had money and notice that everybody else is in poverty and scarcity, um, everything serves us. Everything has a high expression. Everything has a low expression. There's no right or wrong or good or bad. It's just literally a perspective on how you're going to take that. And in the times when I've had my least money, I've been able to create so much momentum and excitement and charge and a bit of a rocket up my own ass to create bucket loads of money. And this is the thing, how many times have we had to hit rock bottom or hit those minus, you know, minus in the bank accounts, going to the overdraft or having to use the credit card? How many times have we had to do that before we've been, okay, it's enough now. I need to create some more money and I'm going to create some more money. And we've got that rocket, about, rocket up our ass and we've had to like explode. You know, what was your lowest point with that? You know, I know for me, I think I owed about $7,000 when I was probably about 25 years old. I just keep getting into more debt and more debt and more debt and more debt. And yes, I lived in a town that was very expensive. It was like a holiday location. Um, Yes, my, my job didn't get paid that much, but I was, it was the same as everybody else in the town pretty much. And I just threw it away. I just threw it away. And the truth was, I was like, whatever. I wanted to punish myself. You know, I fucked up my human relationship. So why not fuck up my money relationship? It was already pretty dismal. It was pretty bad anyway. So what was your lowest point when it comes to money? What was when you looked at the bank account and went, oh, fudge, how the hell am I going to pay for the rent next week, right? So the ego is there quite often to yell at you. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Come on. And we've got to remember we're still we're here to experience so much. We're here to experience what it means to be human, what it means to be an empath, what it means to be a psychic and an intuitive. And we do desire to experience all these different things. And once we take radical responsibility, and I mention this all the time, 
But once we take that radical responsibility and we say, you know what? I'm no longer going to make excuses for why I can't do something. Money has given you excuses. It's given you a lot. You've been able to mold it and manipulate it just like some, like Play-Doh. You can make whatever you want out of it, right? Whatever you want. And this is why people that make money keep making more money and more money and more money and more money. And when they're really ballsy and risky, quite often they lose it all. Go, shit. (laughs) And then they start again. And they go, let's start again. I did it once. I can do it again. And this is kind of the attitude I have every day. I can make money. I don't have a regular job where I get a paid an hourly rate. I haven't had an hourly rate for years at all. For like, I don't know, like four years, I haven't had an hourly rate. I just ask for money. And then when money comes, I I do the work that comes my way. I don't calculate how many hours I'm working. And I get paid thousands of dollars, thousands and thousands of dollars. And I go, how much fun would it be to make $10,000 today? How much fun would it be to create hundreds of dollars? How much fun would it be to find money today? How much fun would it be just to create random money? How much fun can I have with money? So I come in with a point of view of that, which is more 5D than oh God, oh God, I've got to get some work so I can get paid because I've got to pay for the mortgage. Right, that's very 3D. So we've got 3D and 5D ways of working with money. So one of the 5D ways that you want to do is you want to change your interesting points of views, which is also the byproduct of your upbringing in this society. So everyone has money stuff. That's why I love the subject. Everybody has money stuff many people have done work on money, but everyone's got money stuff. I've got money stuff. We've all got it, right? It's something that we have to continuously work on, just like relationships. You don't get married and then go, cool, done and dusted, sweet ass. That's it. Did the hard work. No, you got to keep working on that relationship. And this is why marriages break up because marriage is, life begins, you know, when, when you get married, if you get married, if you're still into that, right, it actually begins in the relationship. You've just made a commitment. I commit to you to, to work on this relationship for better or worse. I'm going to work with you in this relationship because I'm committing to you because I love you. And this is what we need to do with money. And this is why in Money Aligned, my up and coming program, the first thing we have is a commitment contract. We commit to ourselves and our relationship with money. We commit to be willing to to step up in our relationship with money. So coming back to those expressions, what if money was not dirty? What if money was delightful? What if it was clean, clean, delightful? The truth is about this is when it comes to when people are saying dirty money, like we literally have surfaces around our houses. We touch our steering wheel when we drive every day. Like how often do you clean that steering wheel, really? You know, we are continuously putting our our nails in our mouth, you know, um, well, our fingers in our mouth or, or touching our faces or touching surfaces. I mean, I know now that we have been through a big a pandemic, if you will. Um, we're more aware of these things, uh, 
But I know as a hairdresser, you know, I was always aware of my hands, where my hands were going because I was touching people's heads, right? So my point being, we, we think money is dirty, but no one says, oh, don't touch the bench, it's dirty, or don't touch, oh, don't touch the floor. There's been so many feet. There might be dog feces on there. Like, no, children are crawling around on the freaking floor. I don't see you steam mopping your carpet every day. And then they go, don't touch money. Like, what about the floor that their hands are crawling on? Then they go put their thumb in their mouth. Like, it's insanity. You think think about it. You don't even need much time to think about the insanity of it, right? So then the next thing is money is the root of all evil. And I, I kind of mentioned this at the beginning. The root of what evil? What the hell is evil, right? We all know that there's, there's darkness. We all know that there's bad people, or should I say people that do bad things and bad entities or entities that are in the lower expression of themselves, of course. But the root of all evil, how could money be the root of all evil? Legit, how could it be the root of all evil? Think about it. What the hell puts food in your mouth because you can't be fucked going and planting your own gardens, breeding your own food, doing contra deals with the lady who does the jam and then you will give her the pickle. We have chosen to be individuals and to be a money-based system. You might say, I didn't choose that. I would have chosen the community. Well, tough shit. You're in a collective energy where you did have a part in this. And we are changing that around now in this collective as we're going more 5D. But yes, you have had a part in this. As a consumer, we are using money to buy everything. I have no garden that is going to change when I move. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't want to, I don't even like gardening. I just want to go buy my lettuce, thanks, from the supermarket. Rinse off all the, you know, all the chemicals they put on. So it's fine for me to use money to buy my food, right? It's it's fine for me to use money to buy petrol, overpriced petrol that we, we bitch and moan about. It's fine for me to, you know, go on adventures and to go shopping and to eat out delicious, like ex- exquisite food and drink fancy wine and use money as an exchange. But it's the root of all evil. If it's a root of all evil, then everything is motherfucking evil, right? It's bullshit. Excuse my language. But it really, really is. Like, that's just insane. I tell you what is evil is people's behavior towards money. People's behavior when it comes to separation because somebody got money. So then they, 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 put that person into a separate container. Oh, they've got money. They're no longer in the no money club, in the bitch and moan club about money. Like, come on. This is so ridiculous. But of course, it's not your fault because you have been programmed and conditioned. And I go deeper into that in my aligned, my money aligned program. So does money break up families? No, but people's lower expressions of themselves come out when there's money involved selfishness comes out, ego comes out, the me, 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 me comes out. It's got nothing to do with money. Really, it doesn't. So we see this different examples as well, because I know that you might be going, hang on a minute, 
money did create a lot of separation in my family. So I, I feel you. I really, really do. But I just want you for a moment to take into consideration it was the human beings that created the separation. You know, when, when grandma died, when, um, you know, that some something happened, a family went, you know, rest home and then they had to separate the money and then they had to, I want that and I want that and I want that. We, we see people dying and we see that the, the kids <laughs> like fighting and ripping each other apart and I want that money and you got that and da, 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 and I want things to be fair because hear me, hear me, hear me. I'm a kid, 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 like me, 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 me. It's humans that are experiencing this, not the fucking money. It's got nothing to do with the money. Money doesn't break up families. Yes, people can come into money and become assholes because they were underlying assholes in the first place. Maybe they didn't have money because that's the thing that kept them humble. Who knows, right? But in my experience, having money has not actually changed anything about me personally. So it's made my life a lot easier to not freak out about whether my card is going to go through when I'm buying bread and milk for my family. Oh, it's actually a relief. It's something I don't need to worry about. I could buy my husband, like it was his birthday yesterday, and I got him a 40th cake and I was able to buy it. I didn't need to check the bank account to see if the money was in there. I can literally, uh, yesterday I went to the hospital, my sister's in the hospital with her little girl, um, and I went there two days in a row and she needed things. So I went to the shop and bought her things like $20 per time or whatever, you know, and she's like, oh, give me a bank account details. I'll pay you back. I'm like, don't even worry about it. It's not even worth my time. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like it's a gift, right? Don't worry about it. Um, where a few years ago would have been like, yeah, I'm going to need that 40 bucks back. Sorry, I, if I could afford it, I'll give it to you, but I want my money back. You know, now I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter because I'm able to gift that to my sister. I'm able to buy my husband a cake. He deserves a cake, you know, and then I get to share the cake with all the people around us. I get to share my money and it feels good. The other day, my brother, he's 21 in a couple of days and he came to stay with us. And I go, oh, bro, your your shoes are like the shoes I bought you because I bought him a pair of shoes at the end of last year. And um, I was like, I felt so happy. It was like a proud sister moment when I could afford to buy my brother a pair of Vans, I think they were, or Converse. And you've worn those shoes that I got you. And he's like, yeah, 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 wear them all the time. And I go, check your bank account. I've just put a hundred bucks in there to go towards a new pair of shoes. Go get some tomorrow. And I was like, it's not your birthday present. This is just a gift from me to you. And he's like, oh, Vic, thank you so much. And he gave me a hug. And I was like, oh my God, it feels so good. A hundred bucks to him is like, holy shit, I can buy some fucking nice shoes again. You know, it took me until I was 38 to buy myself a pair of Vans. It took me until I was 37 to buy myself a pair of Doc Martens because I was never allowing myself ever. I was never allowed to spend that much money on myself. I'd throw it away on other little bits and pieces because I didn't want it because I hated it because it was a toxic relationship, but I would never buy something really valuable that I wanted, right? So now when I spend my money, I spend it on valuable things. I don't throw it away on 
crap. I don't go into the warehouse or into, you know, the supermarket and just spend it for the sake of spending it to get rid of it as quick as I get it. I used to do that. I used to throw my money away. Now I hold on to my money and I go, what would I like to buy? What do I require to buy? What do I want to buy? Not like, okay, 50 bucks left. Let's go spend every single cent and count, you know, do the shopping. You know, when you do the shopping and you're like, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I used to do that. I used to count my money and my shopping. I actually quite enjoyed it as well. There's a part of me that liked that because I liked the challenge of to see how much I could food I could get for my $100 limit, right? Now I just go in and go, got shit to do, got things to do, got things to create, got money to create. What do I need? What do I feel like? Let's go. Swipe the card at the end of the you know shopping, just go, feels good to buy what I want and what I need. The interesting thing about it is I usually buy less because I don't need all the crap, right? So does it break up families? No, it can actually bring families closer. Now, I don't go around going, I got money, woo! Like, I don't like put it in people's faces. The truth is I'm no different to who I was when I was counting my pennies at the end of the supermarket shop. I'm just different now. I'm just way chilled out about it. I only go to the shop when I need to go to the shop, but I can do something like say to my little brother, hey, bro, I'm going to shout you a pair of shoes because I can. And he was really, really appreciative for it. So that really created togetherness because I showed him that I appreciated him and I could afford it, you know. Um, The separation that I notice with a lot of people is it's more of an insecurity. It's more of a, they've got money and we don't have as much as them and they can afford it so they can buy it. I noticed this with my own family members. Oh, she can afford it. It's like, well, how do you know? Just because I'm making a lot of money doesn't mean I have a lot of money, does it? We've got people with mortgages and mortgage-free. You know, in my in my kind of interesting point of view, if you're mortgage-free and you're living you know, off a small amount of money and you've got everything that you require. Is that not rich? And my interesting point of view, that is so rich. I've still got a mortgage. Like I said, I've still got money stuff. I've still got a big mortgage. I've still got big outgoings, but I don't focus on that. I focus on my income. I focus on what is coming in and I love it and I nurture it and I expand more. So when people go, oh yeah, she's got the money and we're mortgage free, but she's got money. I'm like, Are you not richer than me? Do you not experience a rich lifestyle where you living from the garden and you have pretty much like not many outgoings and not much income, but you're so satisfied with life. Is that not the ultimate success, right? Now, of course, it determines on where you're at your life and what what lights you up. For me, I desire big, big, big money. So if that means my outgoings are big and my income is big, so be it. Like, that's fun. It's fun. I get to play with money. I'm an entrepreneur. I love money, right? Not many people get up at six in the morning and start recording podcasts or doing interviews. I was up hours ago doing an interview for somebody. A lot of people don't do that because they don't have that edge. They don't have that let's go, that drive. Did I get paid for any of that? No, because I don't get paid an hourly rate. I'm a creator. 
I'm a conscious creator. This is 5D expansion when we're talking about money. It's not 3D. Okay, I wonder if that person who just interviewed me is going to pay me. I wonder if the podcast I record or the video I record, am I going to get paid for it? Where's my money at? I don't think like that. I just think, is this going to create more if I talk about the truth about money today? Is it going to create more freedom for people? Is it going to awaken them? Is it going to activate them? Yeah. Okay. That could be fun. Money's always coming to me. Always. So why don't I just do what's fun? Because money will come. I will get paid for what I'm speaking about right now. I don't know how it will come, (laughs) but it will come. That's 5D money making, right? 5D money making. So money doesn't create separation. Humans create it. Humans create separation because they're insecure about people that have money. I remember um, looking at different people in my life that had money, that had the boats, that have the houses, that have all of the things. They just seem to have it all. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm never ever. And they're mortgage free as well, right? So they've got it all. Like they're well paid. They know how to use money. And I'm looking at them going, wow, what would that be like? What would that feel like? I had a choice then when I'm looking at people with money. Do I hate on people with money because I don't have it? Because maybe I'm not smart enough to get money. Maybe it's just not in my reality. Maybe it's fate. Maybe you have money or you don't. Do I sit with that or do I think, if they can do it, I can do it too? Because they're no more special than me. I'm no more special than them. And we all get to create our own realities. Therefore, what do I desire to create? And that's where it really began for me was my money mastery, which will be forever working on that master's, is like, well, how much money do I want in the bank account? How much would be fun? What could I do if I did have money? Why am I afraid to have money? And this is what I talk about in Money Aligned. Why are you scared to have money? So why are you scared of having a relationship? Maybe you're going to fall in love. Maybe that's the scariest thing in the world. I don't know, right? This is why we do the deep dives in Money Aligned. Money doesn't create happiness. No, it doesn't. It doesn't create happiness. I've heard that so many times, just as much as dirty money, right? Money doesn't create happiness. But I tell you what, it takes the edge off the worry. Not worrying about how the hell you're going to pay your expenses next week or hopefully the pay came through so you can buy your bread and milk and you know you've just worked 40 hours the money's all gone and then you're worried about if you can buy bread and milk there's so many people watering down their milk and buying their really cheap bread and rationing what their children eat at the moment why They think that's going to make a difference. It's a dollar a loaf. You know, like this is what is happening in society is that we've gone into scarcity mode as the government and we have created this big, it's like a a money pandemic. It's kind of a breakdown. It's a breakdown of everything. So people go, shit. 
And you know, the good thing about this, the higher expression of this is you have to get creative and go, no, I don't want my, to water down my milk. I don't want to tell my kids not to eat too much. Like that is a parent's worst nightmare. Just don't eat too much. Make sure you eat your crust. We don't want to waste our food, right? I understand that this is how many of us are living. I've had to literally hold my mouth and just be like, oh, when I want to say to my kids, don't waste your food, there's starving children in Africa. How many times have we heard that? And some of you are probably getting triggered when I say this, right? I get it. But the money mindset has got nothing to do with what is happening on the planet. That is a collective energy and you are an individual. And someone who just interviewed me for their master's about entrepreneurs literally asked me, has the pandemic affected your business? And I said, no. It's enhanced it because that is the choice that I made. And I understand that I don't have a shop. I get it. Okay. I did a really cool podcast with Simone Molasses and we were talking a lot about this as well. But the biggest thing about it is that we have to get creative. Stuff dies all the time. Shops close all the time. I took my kids out of school for six months and we did homeschooling. Like things are shifting. We're moving house next week, like across the whole country. Like things are continuously changing. And where did we get so complacent with money? Maybe money wants to give us a kick up the ass and go, I'm here for you. Wake up and use your superpowers and your gifts. Wake up and use your brain. Come on, stop trying to pinch your money. Stop trying to penny pinch and start creating more of me because I'm in abundance and I'm everywhere. You've got this thing called the brain. You use it too much and overthinking and trying to solve problems. Instead of going into the solving problems, you could go, what could I create that has not yet been created? This is the time to do that in this 5D paradigm is to create. And this is what I started doing years ago when I was like, enough. I'm so sick of working my ass off for an hourly rate. The funny thing is, is I loved my job as a hairdresser. I loved my job. But what I was doing wasn't matching how much money I was getting. And I was finding myself burnt out and exhausted. So I was like, there's got to be another way, right? Unless I'm going to start getting paid thousands of dollars for doing hair, which is not going to happen in a $10 town, as we say. We're like in a little village here. What am I going to do? I'm going to create. I'm going to create money. So I said to my husband, how would you like it if you could help me out with the kids more, you could help me with all of my techie stuff, and I made money, lots and lots of money by creating and teaching people how they can make money, how they can release their blocks, how they can turn up their mediumship gifts, how they can shine and really expand and create online stuff. They could create consciousness programs. Like I did that physically for years. I was teaching access consciousness. I did healings one-on-one on bodies, you know, just realized that it just wasn't costing me in product. And I got to do what I loved. I started asking the questions, what else is possible with creating more money? more freedom, more time. How do I do this? I didn't sit in the corner and cry going, fuck, everything's going up by 30% and I don't know how I'm going to pay for it because my wages are being cut because I'm losing hours. This is what's happening. This is the real pandemic, especially when people buy into that 
And it's like, this is my reality. What if it didn't have to be a reality? What if it was a choice? Okay, little kids don't have so much of a choice because your parents are feeding you. I get that, right? We didn't have a choice on the conditioning that was put in front of us. And sometimes the programming, you watch what mom and dad watch. We watch the six o'clock news, right? But you have a choice now. So money doesn't create happiness. You create happiness. Money doesn't create breakups of families. You, we create that. Money doesn't create separation. Ego creates separation. We create separation. And it's really interesting the amount of beautiful entrepreneurs and light workers that I work with. And they say to me, I'm actually afraid of making money because I don't want to be judged. And I'm like, holy shit. We are scared. We are scared of making money. And then we're judging those that do make it. How dare them have so much money? What about me? I can't even, can't even pay my bills. Go get the money. Ask the questions. Find a mentor. One of my clients, she paid me before she paid her mortgage. And I said to her, do you know the beautiful thing about this? She said, I actually made sure that, she goes, I made sure that my mortgage bounced so I could pay you. And I got the biggest smile on my face and it made me so happy because I said, the good thing about this, the most amazing thing about this is I'm a mirror to you and you will attract people that will put you before their mortgage. Isn't that interesting? That is 5D money making. She's going to make money. She's going to make bucket loads of money because she's got her priorities. And Right. She put herself before the bank. Okay. I know that sounds crazy. Everyone's like, what? You have to pay your mortgage. It's drilled into you, right? They're not going to take your house off you for losing what for missing one mortgage payment. They're just not going to do it, right? She was like, I wasn't going to miss my payment to you. So it was the mortgage that got it. Yeah, we'll catch up. Wow. I said, you are so powerful. This is not to say people need to be not paying their mortgage. This is an example of a high-level coach who is making money who went, okay, I'm at the beginning of this journey. I've just started making money. I've invested in a coach. I'm getting somewhere. I'm at the beginning of that journey. So she skipped it. And I smiled. I said, wow, that's insane. That is like insane in all the good ways because you've got your shit together, right? Interesting. Now, I wouldn't say, you know, go without food or don't feed your children or whatever, but this is fascinating that she saw herself and the coaching that she receives as a priority for her expansion and growth over paying the mortgage. How can we shift our perspectives? How can we shift our perspectives and create more, right? Creator of more. So if you have had things leave you that are associated with money or things, the pandemic go belly up, or maybe there's been a divorce or a death in the family and money who has always been next to you has dropped or gone, or maybe even more has come in, we have to understand it's actually not about the money. It's about what we are choosing for our growth and our expansion, right? So one of the things I would be saying is everything happens for a reason. This is so cliche, but everything happens for a reason. What is your reason? Why have you created this? What is that rocket up your ass to get you 
thriving. And the other thing as well is like, how can you make sure you never get to this point again if you're at the point where you don't have anything? Like, how can you make sure that I never, ever, ever do this again? I'm sorry, money, that I have abandoned you. Stop blaming the money. The money is just a resource. You're the creator. You're the director. You're the writer. You're the producer. You are the star of the show, not money, but you can bring money into your reality, right? You can bring money in and say, okay, thank you for supporting me. Let's go. You know, let's create something. You can make 50 cents into $50,000. And this is one of the things I've been playing with this week is I keep, we're packing up, we're moving house and I keep finding 50 cent pieces everywhere. I'm like, woohoo, I upgraded from the 10 cent pieces. This is good. <laughs> and I keep picking up the 50 cents everywhere I, I find these 50 cents, right? And I, do, I just leave them kind of around because I love seeing them and I pick them up and I go, hello, money. I'm so excited to expand you into $50,000. And then my daughter goes, mom, there's 50 cents. And I go, yeah, there's another 50 cents. There's quite a few of them around. It's quite weird, actually. And she's like, Oh, and I was like, don't lose that money. And she's like, it's 50 cents. And I went, yeah, but it's $50,000. How can you create it into $50,000? And she's like, ooh. <laughs> and I find another 50 cents like in the car and another one in the kitchen. And I'm like, wow, I'm creating it. I'm creating the money. I've done the same thing where I put money in my drawer and I said, how can I 10X you? And then I put some more money in the drawer. How can I 10X you? What would it take to get some cash money? what would it take? And then the next minute in my drawer, there's thousands of dollars. I've done the same in my wallet. Thousands. My wallet was so thick with cash money one day because I was playing with this concept of, I get to multiply my money. Actually, I'm going to 10x my money. And I don't even have a cash business. It's like an online business. Go figure, right? I play with this quite often. And then I end up with lots of cash. People will show up to my door and go, I just wanted to give you cash. <laughs> and they, they give me like $500. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm so grateful for the cash that you just gave me. I put it into my wallet and go, I got cash money. Give half to my husband and go, here, put some cash in your wallet. Let's 10X it, right? Interesting. Interesting. So money is an expression. You're an expression. So money is neutral, but you're an expression and you can use money to enhance your expression, okay? So it is literally just neutral and it loves you if you love it. It will leave you if you treat it like shit. It is not dirty, it is clean. That's a perspective. Like get your babies off the fucking floor if you think money is dirty, right? <laughs> like, and no one ever, they would say, oh, babies putting their hands in their mouth, walking all over the floor and touching animals and stuff like that. It's good immunity, I've never heard someone say a baby, you know, putting a note in their mouth is good immunity. They could get it out of the mouth because of the programming that we have here. So that's all I really want to say about that. I'm going to leave that there. I feel there's so much shifts that happen when we talk about money, like so much, even in myself, I just, these things just keep popping up and these memories and these these thoughts and these mindsets about money and the 5D magic that we hold with it. We've also got to acknowledge that money comes from so many different places, as in it comes from real estate, right? I know that when I made my first $300,000 year, 100000 of that was made by real estate because we had subdivided and moved into this and did this and did that. So we made that like profit. The other half came basically from my business. Um, so there was about, I don't know, 
yeah, 200 for my business. And then there's a little bit from Luke where he worked a little bit of a year. Then the next year, I'm like, how do I double the money? Like, I don't want to make just consistent money every year. I want to make more. Like, <laughs> I get to make more. I'm a creator. So why not? So then I was like, what would it take to make the $300,000? It was actually more like 333000 What would it take to make that just by me doing it? You know, and I did that. And then we still made money externally um, with property and whatnot. So there you go, $500,000 a year or whatever, right? And then, of course, I decided that I wanted to do that again, but I wanted to make more money, but I wanted to make that $300,000 in profit, not like as a whole, you know? So yeah. And then, of course, then we've got the, the real estate on top of that. So the different money streams are huge. And rather than really pointing in and going, oh, I work hard for money. Where am I making my money? I don't care about that. I just go, I make money every year more. I make more in real estate every year. I make more from my current job. I make more because I do spiritual work. So random money comes to me. And I desire, and I always have a target. Next year, I would like to make 500000 or whatever it is, as an example, and profit right so it, it started with the 300 and then um, that was like a whole thing and then it went to 300 just for my business and then it went 300 that was gross and then it went 300,000 in profit um, and then like just to keep ex- keep excelling that because a lot of people were too afraid to ask for money but I say ask if you don't ask you won't receive and this is one of the biggest things I talk about in money aligned Ask and you shall receive, but you have to clean up the the shadows of money as they come up. And this is why I love this conversation so much and why I talk about it and I repeat the same thing (laughs) because it is so important to keep that relationship going. You know, I've been in a relationship for over 20 years now with my husband. Yeah, maybe 22 years minus two years because we broke up and went on our own kind of experiences for a couple of years when we were younger but there's a secret to keeping a relationship alive and that is keep it interesting don't settle for who you were when you were 17 or 27 or even 37 right where are you at now with money we have to pivot our relationships got to pivot our relationship with money as well I would love to hear what you feel about this. How does it feel? This has been my experience with money. And I know that some of it will resonate with you. Other things might be the opposite. It might be the polar of what I've just explained and expressed about money. But what I really want to emphasize and my intention of this is to wake up those unconscious patterns that you have about money. And if you feel anger coming up, that's okay. If you feel sadness coming up, maybe there's some attachments that you need to let go of from your ancestors. Um, If you feel the fear of making money, asking for money, that's okay as well. Um, And the 5D money making is a beautiful, beautiful thing because it's not the work hard for money mentality. And it certainly isn't the the dollar for the hour. Now, some people like that and they're still stuck in that paradigm and there's nothing wrong with that. I also want to make that very, very clear. Um, This is what I actually help people through. Um, 
uh, in my coaching, it's just so fascinating, so fascinating when people are like, okay, I don't understand. How can I not work hour for money, hour for money? Because it's so drills into the psyche. So I get it. Um, it takes a little bit of practice, you know. So if I make a, a, a whole lot of money or if I'm gifted money, like hypothetically, some people are gifted money or money comes in or, or whatever, right? Um, I'm always like, oh, this is so amazing. This is so great. But I don't go, how many hours did I do last week? You know, I never do that. Sometimes I can work 40 hours. Sometimes I work three hours. Sometimes I do three hours a day. Sometimes I do five hours a day. Sometimes I do one hour a day. Like it doesn't determine how much money I make. I can have like a $70,000 week, literally, where I have done two hours a day and relaxed the rest of the day. So there's no rhyme or reason to how that money comes apart from the fact that it's energetic. 5D money-making is energetic and it's cleaning up in the background. So the days I make the most money is when I'm at the beach and I'm going, okay, where am I limiting myself and my receiving abilities? And where do I believe that I have to work my ass off to make money? Where is that not true? Okay. And this is where we bring in tools like EFT, the energy clearings, like, okay, I'm going to destroy and dissolve all of these points of views that I have about all of these things that we talked about today, the mistaken beliefs of money. Thank you. I can't wait to hear your ahas from this and I will see you soon. Listening to today's episode. I trust that you got those golden nuggets that you required to shift your consciousness, to expand your awareness, and to turn up your capacity. I invite you to share this podcast with anyone that you feel would benefit from it, and also share the golden nuggets that you have learned with your friends, family, and of course, clients. You can contact me if there's anything that you want to specifically share with me and or if there's anything you want me to specifically share on the podcast. You can check out the show notes and find me on my socials and myself or my team will get back to you. My heart to yours. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you soon.